to west and north to south and everything in the middle. I welcome you to another episode of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host Mark with a C. And I want to tell everyone this is our 183rd episode in 183 weeks. I'll say it again, Kanahara. There you go. You know, one day I think you have to explain to everyone out there what you're talking about, because there are some people who do not know, but be us. A big hi to everyone on our panel. Hope everyone who goes back and listens to past shows, I was able to finally um, get 181 and show 182 on for those who wanted to hear actually i didn't do it my, my son did it so if you listen on spotify apple itunes or just simply what i do now i just google on the mark sports talk and i find the episode that i want to hear so i want to thank my son stephen gold as he was my computer doctor he took care of me <laughs> way to go yeah uh, i hope you caught before we go but i hope you caught some of the sports on tv this past saturday now i just want to i'm sitting there having my coffee saturday morning i have the newspaper in front of me and i'm going back to you know from the back page to the uh to the sports and this is what was on saturday if you caught any of this from major league baseball world series game two two nba basketball there were two games Mm -hmm. Right. College football, there were 40 games <laughs> from 12 noon Eastern time to 10.30 Eastern time. Try to make yourself a goal. See a touchdown in every game. Two, three NHL games on, on TV. Premier Soccer League, there were three games. Auto racing, there were three. Hold on. There were three events. Let's see. Uh, there was women's college volleyball. There was fishing on TV. <laughs> that one. Uh, there was three golf events, two horse racing events, men's rugby, and still watching. I still don't know what the hell they're doing. And three tennis matches. So I hope you saw at least something on uh, on Saturday. And, and Mark, I had more because I have the NBA league pass, so I was able to see every NBA game. There you go. There you go. Uh, Roger's going to uh, start us off today to talk about that fabulous World Series. So, Roger, I'm going to go right to you right now. Okay, Mark, thank you. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, oh, and- God. <laughs> <laughs> I know the ratings were rather low. <laughs> the lowest in history so yeah, far. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> But for us baseball purists, at least it was there was some good play. I mean, it was that's it was exactly exciting. right. It was right. I mean, in spite of the you know the two wild cards and low records, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's pretty amazing that both teams got you know got there. Considering right. uh, two years ago Arizona lost 110 games and Texas lost 102, so uh, that remarkable. And I know probably mm-hmm. most of us would have rather seen probably Houston against either Atlanta or LA, but it is what it is, you know. So that's why we play the games. And um, as you know, the uh, the Rangers won at four games to one. I was just going to recap <laughs> the series just quickly. 
the first game, I think, was really to kind of turn the series around. It looked like Arizona had the game in the bag with a two-run lead in the ninth. Corey Seager hit a two-run homer to tie it. And this uh, fellow, Adolis Garcia, won it with a home run in the 11th inning, uh, walk-off homer. Uh, it was his 22nd postseason RBI, moved past David Freeze, who would set the record back with the Cardinals in 2011, which was ha- just happened to be the last time the Rangers were in the World Series. So a little bit of irony there. Uh, game two, Diamondbacks uh, bounced back nicely um, with a 9-1 to win. It was fairly close. It was only about 4-1. to uh, they got f- uh, five runs in the last two innings that Merrill Kelly pitched beautiful seven innings uh, with nine strikeouts, no walks, three hits, given up on only 89 pitches. Um, it was an, an, and uh, that Cattell Marte, the second baseman uh, for the Diamondbacks, set a postseason record for his 18th consecutive uh, game with a hit. So that, that was a little bit of, uh, you know, trivia getting mixed in there. Game three, uh, um uh, our buddy uh, uh, Scherzer went three good innings before he got hurt again. Uh, Garcia got hurt too, but, but you know, after he had made a beautiful throw to home, throw out a Diamondback earlier in the game, who had run through a stop sign uh, from the third base coach, it was just interesting watching him. His head never even looked at the third base coach. His head was head was down the whole way, you know. But it still was an impressive throw by Garcia. I mean, clearly this guy has uh, has the tools. I mean. He keeps his, uh, you know, motions in check a little bit. Um, but after Scherzer went out with his usual uh, back spasms, which I know uh, Gerald is uh, up on his uh, back, <laughs> <laughs> as he's chronicling it very well. Uh, John Gray pitched the three shutout innings, three 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 strikeouts, uh, only gave up one hit. The bullpen did the rest. Um, Seager again, a, a two-run homer, and made a nice, really nice double play in the eighth inning, kind of a backhanded kind of flipped it started it was really really nice i mean he doesn't get a credit for the defense i still don't know why the dodgers let him go other than probably because the price tag was too high i mean i know he's in the second year of his 325 million contract but he's he's i mean really good player really impressed with Corey seager i can see why he he became you know got the mvp as well um so now it's it's two games to one uh you know we're in arizona already game four Looked like a bullpen game. We had our buddy Andrew Heaney, you know, who us Yankee fans, uh, you know, <laughs> he's in that Ed, Ed Whitson club. And, he was like, oh, yeah. Whitson, right. And Mantiplee was going to start for the uh, Diamondbacks. So it didn't look like it was going to be too exciting. And uh, by the third inning, it was 10 nothing Texas that really piled it on. <laughs> so, uh, you know, home runs by Seeger. Simeon had, uh, you know, a three run home ran a two run triple. Um, Heaney actually went five shutout innings, but I guess even he couldn't blow a 10-run lead. Um, <laughs> they were the first team in history with two consecutive five-run innings, apparently, the uh, the Rangers. Um, I know they got a bunch of runs late, Arizona. It made it 11-7, to but the game was, was effectively over very early there. So now, I mean, Texas just keeps winning every game on the road, which is just unbelievable. Game <laughs> So uh, game five, you know, do or die for the Diamondbacks. Uh, rematch of game one, Eovaldi against Gallon. And Gallon, of all guys, has a no-hitter through six innings last night. <laughs> and Eovaldi's uh, and struggling, but he keeps pitching out of jams, gets out of bases, loaded jams. He just, you know, he's a, he's a, a gutty guy, keeps getting out of it. And finally, the Rangers get a run in the, uh, in the seventh. You know, Seager broke up the, uh, the no-no. So it's it's one nothing going to the ninth, you know. So it's still a, a close game here. 
Uh, Diamondbacks for the game left 11 men on base, 0 for 9 runners in scoring position. Sounds like a Yankee kind of game this past season. Right. Uh, <laughs> the, the Rangers uh, were 11 and 0 on the road in the postseason. That's a record. Unbelievable. Yes. Um, yeah. It's their first title in their history. So there's only five teams now that haven't won exactly. a title in baseball, of, of which those only the Mariners haven't been to. They haven't won the pennant yet. So uh, we'll see right. if that changes. Um, and the other little bit of trivia, this, uh, which maybe I should have saved for later, this Will Smith relief pitcher is the first uh, player to win a ring with three different teams in three consecutive seasons. He won a ring with Atlanta in 2021, Houston in 2022, and obviously this year with the, uh, the Rangers. So they, 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 they piled on four more runs in the ninth to make it a runaway last night. So uh, Rangers, four games to one over the Diamondbacks. There's a, there's a feedback echo. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what voice is that. Yeah, like yeah. an echo. Yeah. Okay. Not hearing it, but not sure what no, that you're, is. You're okay now. Okay. No, okay. Ed, Fred. Yeah. Another bit of trivia, Roger. There was another player named Will Smith who won the 2020, who was on the 2020 Dodgers, the catcher. So Will Smith has won the World Series four years in a row. Great trivia. Yeah. What you got, Gerald? It's ironic, Roger, that. Uh, DeGrom uh, is on a World Series winner and didn't have an opportunity really to contribute much, but good for him. Yep, yep. How many games did he pitch the whole season? Six or seven. Four. seven. Yeah, very little. I could, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Six or seven. I think he struck out 300 guys. Yeah. But, uh... yeah. Right. What you got, Michael? Another great assignment you could have had. Great report, but another great assignment you could have had was the play of Aroldis Garcia throughout the playoffs. What, a, what an adventurous, uh, unbelievable uh, series he's had right throughout, including the home run that he hit, the very dramatic, emotional home run. Then he used to get into the fight. That was unbelievable. And there was another time I actually got into an argument with uh, Mushnick about he hits a double and he admires it. And he stays on first wondering how wonderful his, his uh, shot was. And, uh, of course, Mushnick complained about uh, these showboating ballplayers. But I yes. knew that any time he wanted, he could steal second because that's how good he was. So, of course, about two pitches later, he steals second. So it was an automatic double anyway. But you could have written an entire report on this Garcia guy, and then he gets hurt. Yeah. Well, but he made a name for himself. Person. Not too many people no. knew about this man till the series. Yeah, Never, heard Never heard of him. Yeah, yeah you know, could I just tell you something on Garcia? Yeah. I never knew. When he was put on waivers, none the twenty-seven other nobody claimed him. Right, and the Rangers would just took him back. I mean, how could nobody else? How could none of the other general managers or whatever see there was potential in him? Amazing, he back. was second in home runs, I think, to Otani this year. It came out of the Cardinals farm system, I think. Or? Yeah, yes, yes. You know him and the guy on on the Tampa Bay. What's there? A Rose Arena were both. Let go by the Cardinals. Cardinals yeah. oh. And they're both and they're, and they're both from Cuba. Right, exactly. Right. He's Cuban, I know he's Cuban. Yeah. A couple more comments here. Uh, Fred? Yeah. Roger, we should acknowledge local guy Travis Jankowski, star of the twenty twelve Stony Brook team that went to the World uh, College World <laughs> Series. And and one other quick thing, one other quick quip. I hope seven months from now we'll be talking about another Rangers winning a championship. Right. Yeah, yeah right. 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 Right.
Yeah, yeah. A fourth, yeah. A fifth outfielder. I think it was a, num- a numbers yeah, issue. I think somebody came runner. back and yeah. he had a. He was list. very good as a pinch runner and you know defensive outfielder. Yeah, yeah, uh, Gerald. So Roger, uh, the Grom pitched in six games, thirty innings. He went two and zero, two sixty seven ERA. Hey, those, those two games, those two games got him in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. games count. Games count in April as much as games do in September. There was a uh, win is a win. There was a nice story that took place. It was a Diamondback highlight. This could have been a Diamondback highlight in Game Two, the game that they won big. You remember? Yeah. Uh, Tommy Pham. Who oh yeah. No, uh, as a former Met. Yeah. Other various teams. Uh, he was four for four. Coming up for the fifth time, somebody uh, um, he he decided on his own. Where how I read it, he went to the manager Tori Lovello, and said, "Listen, Jace Peterson is on the bench. Let him get in the game. Forget about my four for four, because nobody has ever gone five for five in a World Series. He had a chance to go five for five in a World Series." He said he went to Tori Lovello and said, "Put put Jace up for me. We're up ahead. We're not losing this game." And sure enough, he did. I thought that's a nice gesture on, on Tommy. Yeah, very nice gesture. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Mike, I'd just like to nominate Cruz Bochy for the Hall of Fame right here, right, right now. here and then. First vote. First year. championship. He not only won. Uh, three championships with the Giants and another one here with Texas, but he took a San Diego team that really was not no, overwhelming. Got swept by the Yankees for 98. 98, right. They didn't win it, but uh, it was not a team expected to get to the World Series. They got him there, too. He's just a wonderful manager. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gerald. Gerald. Yeah, one other thing. Uh, Corey Ger- Sanger. Gerald, Gerald, uh, Gerald, Gerald. Gerald. I just wanted to mention one thing before I forget. I read an article about San Diego had to take out a $50 million loan. So maybe that's going to impact their ability to acquire players and maybe it'll impact their their need to shed players such as Soto. We shall see. Yep. Yep. So, so I think, I think five days from now or four days from now, the players declare, who can declare free agency. Yeah. Don't and they also would... have to do it with that? What do you call it? Um, oh, what's it called? <clears throat> the contract, you know, offer the guy one, like a one-year deal to see if he rejects it or, or uh, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, it will come to you. I yeah. know you. Right. Thank, thank you, uh, Roger. That was a nice report, That's a little review. And uh, I'm just curious, just before we move on, they said it was the, the, the least viewed uh, World Series ever. <laughs> so how many of you guys actually watch more than an inning or two each game? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, these teams. I like the style of it. Arizona is a very aggressive team with a lot of good young players. I mean, old school, old school baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I did not. I'll be honest. I did not. I watched a little bit here, a little bit here. Channel surf back and forth. Zero news. (laughs) All that stuff. I was curious. I watched about two innings at a time because I'm addicted to suits. 
So I always watch shoots every night. So I have no time. Yeah, we're catching up on that too. All right, let's move on. Uh, We're going to go a little bit beyond our regular uh, format. I want to talk about uh, the death of Bobby Knight. And and, uh, Fred is going to talk about that right now. All right. Before I start off, I'm not going to, I don't want, I'm not going to talk at all about the incidents of his volatile temperament. We, we all know that. We could all read about that. But I want to talk a little bit about his coaching record and his, and, his, and his other life. Okay? He was born in Maslin, Ohio, October 25th, 1940. Started out at the high school as a reserve on the, on the Ohio State teams that went to three, three consecutive championship, NCAA championship games. Won it in 1960 as as a backup player to a team led by Jerry Lucas and John Havlicek. Following two years, they lost to Cincinnati with Oscar Robinson in the championship games. Then, after a year of coaching junior varsity high school back in in um, Ohio, he enlisted in the Army. And somehow, wound his way up to West Point, where it was was an assistant coach for, there for a year before taking over in. As at the age of 24, where he won 102 games in six years at West Point, taking his Army team to four NITs. And back then, the NIT was somewhat of a prestigious tournament. He, he had one third-place finish, two fourth-place finishes in the NIT. I remember going to some games against the Army, seeing them play Long Island University in the NIT when L- LIU had some good teams back in the 60s. One of the players on his team back then was Mike Krzyzewski, who, as you all know, later became coach at Duke. He was hired in 1971 to coach University of Indiana in the Big Ten. He spent 30 years at Indiana. Never once, his worst season was the 1984-85 season where they won only 16 games. But his first five seasons, he, excuse me, I can get my notes here. His first five seasons were very successful and included a 32 and 0 championship team in 1975, 1976. And I had the pleasure of seeing my wife and I were one of the 19,564 people at that year's holiday festival when they beat St. John's in the finals, 76 to 69, a great game, which at the time was the, the most people ever for a college basketball game in Madison Square Garden. So he's three decades, and then so that, and that 1975-76 team was voted by the Basketball Writers Association of America in 2013 as the greatest college basketball team of all time. Didn't have any great players who went on to great careers in the NBA. The star players were Kent Benson and Scott May, who did play in the NBA, but were never stars. But they were a cohesive team, and that's they won. They. They also won two more night off and two more NCAA championships in 1981. And you may recall, not controversy about that, but discussion because the day of the championship game was also the same day that the an assassination attempt on on, a, on Ronald Reagan. And there was some question whether the, the game should be played. And it was played, and they defeated, they defeated they North Carolina for their second championship. Knight also won in 1987 when he, uh, when it was his third championship at, at Indiana. Well, he also was the coach of the 1984 Olympic team, 
which also, as you may remember, was in was was in Los Angeles, and it was that was the Olympics that the Russians boycotted because we had boycotted the 1980 games in Moscow over Russian invasion of Afghanistan. Going, you know, going back after that, Knight was fired from Indiana over an incident in 2000, um, which he well, just say he. Was, it was alleged that he had touched a student who had who he had claimed disrespected him by calling him Knight instead of Coach Knight or Mister Knight, and the and the president of the college who had instituted a zero tolerance policy for any infractions by Knight um, fired him, and he went on concluded his career coaching six and a half years at Texas Tech, wound up with nine hundred and two wins total. And is in the cotton in the Naismith Hall of Fame, and so let's see, that's about it. Of course, 1987. If Steve, if Steve was on this, he would remember that him being in Islam when they they won that championship on the last second shot by Keith Smart over over Syracuse. So he had, he had a very storied coaching career. Of course, many many controversies, but mm. the one thing he was never infraction of NCAA rules and his players were he says Mike Woodson said quote he said he always would tell us they you have a team they may you're going to win they may be better players than you they may have gotten you know illegal but they're better players but you're better men and he always had a high high graduation rate Unfortunately, uh, his career was marred by all those incidents that we all know about and that's about it Okay, comments. Also, after he retired, or in between uh, careers between the two teams, he was a very good commentator and, uh, in the booth, yeah, the other, uh, broadcasters. Very, very yeah. interesting with his insights on basketball. Yeah. And he also was a very good guest. He frequently appeared on Letterman, and he was very good on that also. Very, very interesting yeah. as a commentator. I knew about his broadcasting. I didn't know about appearing on Letterman. I guess I don't stay Jeff, up that Jeff. Yeah, did he actually graduate from West Point? No, he didn't go to West Point. He graduated from Ohio State. Oh, okay. I, I don't know how he enlisted in the Army, and maybe he, he needed a coach at West Point. And all right, I, that's what I was confused coach. about. Mike Mike Krushevsky graduated from West Point. Right. Okay. Joe. Thank you. Hi. Sorry, I'm late, and so I had to run some errands, but. Um, my cousin, my late cousin, was a professor of library science at Indiana University, and, and after after some of his outbursts, there was a petition or something to try and get rid of him. Of course, it failed. But there were a lot. There were there were there were a number of faculty members who weren't happy with him. Right. Right. Yeah. Gerald, I think Fred, if I remember correctly, and you sort of alluded to this. He demanded that his players be academically qualified and excel right. academics as well as basketball. Right, and he and he did stuff that people didn't know. In the 1981 team, there was a player, Landon Turner, who was a star of that team, who, fortunately, a few months after they won, was paralyzed for life in an automobile accident. He made sure that for the rest of his life, he was taken care of financially and in other ways. Great. His his recruiting methods were never uh, contested either. He That's always, right. 
That's right. He he always did things by by the book. You know, you you right. you read these days. You know, not Cassius Spurgeon's, but like I think the last one, University of Kansas. Uh, you know, had some violations, or you know, they're all over the place. You know, he he had an out with Coach K at one time, uh, but yeah. they, I know they made up in the end. I don't know. I don't know what uh, my daughter I'm went not to sure do. About I know about that guy. too. And if you want to read a very good book about it, it's a book written by John Feinstein, which I happen to have here as a dog eat copy of it, Season on the Brink, which he gave Feinstein unlimited access to the 85 86 team, which was the year before they won the championship in 86. I read, I read, I read, that, I read that book. It's right. really an excellent yeah. book. Right. Short yeah. still print. All right. Yeah, Roger, I see. And Fred, I know you know there's no team since that 75 76 team has gone undefeated the whole season. That's right. I yeah. believe one year, I think it was, I think when Kentucky had, was undefeated in the regular season and lost to, I'm going to say Wisconsin in the final four. I think that may have been the closest one. That's I correct. know Gonzaga got pretty close one time, I think. Yeah, they have. But no uh, one no one has run the gamut from uh, Fred, you're, winning you're the championship right about undefeated. Kentucky. Yeah. You're right about that. That was 1976, that <laughs> 75 76 season yes yeah, so 1976 so what is that that's 50 years almost 50 years right yeah 47 wow. years wow and the, and the movie Hoosiers had nothing to do with no no nothing to do with that was high school nothing to do with... it was a high school coach there okay thank you for that uh <laughs> and uh rest in peace yeah and and yep. from there we're going to go to Gerald and I I asked Gerald to do um a report today, not on his usual. Why don't you just tell who you're going to do, uh, uh, Gerald? Uh, you, by I'm the way, you're, sponsor, you're sponsored by Maps of the World. Okay. I'm going to do a brief biography of Frank Oliver Howard, or as we better knew him, Frank Howard, also nicknamed, um, uh, the nicknames Hondo. So... I'm going to review some of the highlights of his baseball career and then briefly discuss his ascension to becoming a great ball player. He was a four-time All-Star from 1968 to 1971, World Series champion in 1963, National League Rookie of the Year in 1960, two-time American League home run leader in 1968 and 1970, American League RBI leader in 1970. Frank Howard was an All-American two-sport athlete in basketball and baseball at, at the Ohio State University. <laughs> he was a moose of a man. He was six feet, seven inches tall and weighed north of 270 pounds. Aaron Judge. Before Frank made his name as a power hitter in MLB baseball. He was a very good power forward in basketball at The Ohio State University for the Buckeyes. He averaged 17 points and 14 rebounds per game. One teammate said that he went all out all the time at practice and in the game. He played baseball very, very well in college. And he always loved baseball. In 1957, he batted 366 for the Buckeyes. The Dodgers drafted him in 1958. He worked his way up to the Dodger Parent Club. 
He played in the major leagues for 16 years. First seven years with the Dodgers, seven years with Washington, two years with Detroit. He had a lifetime 273 batting average with 382 home runs. Ted Williams was his manager for several years with the Washington Senators. Ted taught him a couple of things, including don't swing at the first fastball and be patient at the plate. And that helped Frank cut down on his strikeouts. He was a prolific home run hitter, having hit over 40 home runs in three consecutive seasons with Washington. Ted Williams said that Frank could hit a ball harder than anyone. I just wanted to mention, in my experience in watching baseball, there were two players I saw who had tremendous, in my opinion, exit velocities on singles. Willie McCovey and Richie Allen. I never saw two players hit, the, hit a ball harder in getting singles. I guess you never While saw they were, uh, now, And I just wanted to go, Jermaine, to that, I just wanted to go over one, uh, one incident with uh, Frank Howard. In the 1963 World Series, he was facing Whitey Ford in Yankee Stadium. You may recall there was a there was a three fifty seven uh, sign in left center field. He had a rope. By a rope, I mean a low line drive. I think was like five feet off the ground. One bounce right off right around the three fifty seven mark, and he got a double. I've never seen anyone hit a ball harder. And and as a right hand hitter. He, t- he sometimes would let go of the bat with his right hand and just flick his left hand and, and, and serve the ball out there. Tremendous, tremendous uh, power. Uh, and that concludes my, my short and brief biography of Frank Howard. Jerry, didn't he hit a home run in game four in that series in 63? Mike, to be honest with you, I, I do think not. He did. I think he that. did. Uh, that was at Dodger Stadium then, right? Yeah, yeah Dodger Stadium. Larry? Of course, they didn't They didn't uh, track velocity in his days. Oh. If they had, I'm sure he would have been tops. I watched him for seven years, and he hit incredibly uh, uh, shots all over the place. I would contest that Mickey Mantle probably hit shots as hard as he did mm-hmm. and was half his size. Mike C. Mike C. So Howard could hit these enormous home runs, like in the range of 500 feet. So a few of them went into the upper deck at the old RFK where the Senators played. And what what was done after he he would hit one of these is it would normally hit an empty seat. You can imagine there were a lot of empty seats there. And they would paint the seat white. So there was scattered throughout the left field uh, upper deck. (laughs) You could see these white seats where Frank Howard had hit home runs. Oh, good, good, good. Fred? Yeah, didn't, didn't he also manage the Mets for, for a brief period? Brief time. I think like 100 and some odd games. <clears throat> brief time. And I Replaced, think he replaced uh, George Bamberger in 1983. Yeah. Short right. 116 games. Right. And, 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 Gerald, you alluded to his basketball prowess. He, he was drafted by the Warriors in the, of the NBA, but never played. San Francisco Warriors, right? Philadelphia. Right. 
Oh yeah, right before the Philadelphia Warriors, and he oh, was right, right there. He yeah, was right. he was eighty seven when he passed, and uh, yeah. Bobby Knight was eighty five. So you mentioned Ohio State, eighty three, uh, eighty three. Right to Ohio. So State. He was there. He was he was uh, well before. Um, yeah, Bobby Knight at Ohio State. I could be, mis- I could yeah, be mistaken. I think I think Howard played at Ohio State with a guy named Robin Freeman, uh, who was a. Uh, I think he exactly. averaged over 30 points for Ohio State. Yeah, that name sense for I me. think it's the same time. Guys, remember, we have to say the Ohio State University. Really don't. So he was a Met coach, then a Met manager. He was a Yankee yeah. coach. Oh. 1989, 91 to 93, he came back. Oh, yeah. He was a Rays coach. He was a Padres manager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. And uh, so he got around. At this time, another guy we, we could you could picture him playing, and uh, he was a I, I think he was a first baseman. Then he went to the outfield. I guess that's what they did. Played right field initially, and in, in, when he came up to the bigs, mm-hmm. right field initially, I believe. All right, there you go. Thank you for that, and uh, that was nice to hear that, that story about him. Milton, we'll, we'll go All to right. you now. Are I'm you ready? For, up. You ready for us? Yes, sir. I just want to tell you, this is the first uh, African-American song that ever went to number one on the Billboard 100 songs in 1958. But you might know that one. So I'm going to play the one from 1959. Oh, my God. To her, Mr. Rainbow, and take her under your branches, Mr. Tree. You'll know it. Whisper to her, Mr. Wind, sing to her. All right. We get the point. The big Anyone song? know that song? It's Tommy it's... Edwards, but I can't remember the name of this song. I... The, the uh, one that made him well, famous was It's All in the Game. It's a great song. First, uh, he had number one, and then he followed it up with this one and several other big hits. Please Miss the Sun, Please Love Me Forever, uh, Love is All We Need. He had several big hits in the late 50s. Who was he? So, Tommy who? Tommy Edwards. Tommy, Tommy Edwards. Edwards. Never yeah. heard of him. Mike. Can I ask Milton a question? Yeah. I have a question for Milton, okay? All in the game was number one, right? Yes, sir. What? That was a big hit. All right. Here's my question for you, Milton. All, one of my favorite songs, by the way. What did it replace as number one? What was number one before All in the Game? <laughs> that was... <laughs> I got to get out my good guy... Uh, that was his big boy. one. But the others came a little bit later in 59. Um, you know, 
Love is All We Need. He did um, a whole bunch of Morning Side of the Mountain. Right. Anyway, All in the Game replaced Witch Doctor as number oh, one. Oh, 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 David oh, Seville. Oh. David Seville, yeah. You know what was another big hit at the same okay. time? You Cheated, You Lied by the who? Who did it? You cheated, you lied. The Shields. The Shields. Oh, oh wow. I heard the song, didn't know who it was. And Great the, song. And the witch doctor's very apropos, right? Because Halloween was yeah. a couple of days. Right, right, right. right. My friend. Also, Daddy did the chipmunks. Had a very interesting disc jockey on WMGM because that year was the year that Peter Tripp. Wanted to show how long you can go without sleeping. That's right. And, right? And uh, <laughs> I remember that. that. That's my favorite year of rock and roll, by the way, 59. So you remember that, uh, Joe? I do. Peter Triff, the curly-headed kid in the third row. things that come out of Michael's, Michael's voice are, uh, are true sometimes. <laughs> yes, they are. All right, let's move on. Thank you for that, Milton, for that song, which I did not know. I didn't know the game was one of the greatest songs before my time because I'm a youngster. Anybody hear anybody hear the new Beatles song that came out today? Yeah, very nice. Very good. Yes. Very nice song. Very nice. Okay. I'm gonna go on to uh three. I'm gonna go on to three beep beeps, and then I'm then gonna then I'm gonna go to Larry, your story. So get ready, Larry. Cue it up. Three beep beeps. Isaiah likely. Anyone? No. He's a tight end for the Ravens right now. Jesper Bratt. Plays for the Devils. He's a Devil. Right. Good good player. Good goal scorer. And then Dan Skipper. Dan Skipper. Spelled exactly the way you would spell Skipper. He plays for the Lions, Detroit Lions. He's an offensive tackle. I'm going to pass on this day in sports because we have so much to talk about. I'll sacrifice my little story, and we're going to go on to, unless, Gerald, you want to add something? Yeah, Fred, I believe that's called a qualifying offer. You could offer one. Yeah, that's it, right. That's that's the thing I couldn't think of. Very good, very good. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. All right, Larry, Sports Stories by Larry, sponsored by 87 Octane. (laughs) Regular. Keep the scares. Regular. What do you got? All right. The story this week is entitled A Fun Thing Warren Buffett and Baseball. Warren Buffett, the famous investor with Berkshire Hathaway, was also enamored with baseball. Here are five of the Oracle of Omaha's connections with baseball. First, Buffett owned a minority interest in the minor league Omaha Storm Chases for 21 years. He did so to keep the team in Omaha. Second, Ernie Banks often appeared at Berkshire Hathaway's annual shareholders meeting on weekends. At Rosenblatt Stadium, Warren Buffett would throw out the first pitch and Ernie would bat against him. Third, allegedly Warren considered buying a stake in the Chicago Cubs. Fourth, the Berkshire chief insured A-Rod's huge contract, and they became fast friends. The two met regularly in Omaha. <clears throat> A-Rod recalled Buffett's investing rules. 
Rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. <laughs> fifth, fifth and finally, MLB catcher Mike Piazza said that Buffett would have been a great baseball manager because he had the ability to walk away <clears throat> from a bad investment and move on from there. That completes this fun story. That's a fun hmm. story. Yeah. Look at the backdrop of one of our friends who are on this yeah. call. Is that Buffett? Yeah. That's Buffett? Dave, Dave. Dave, Dave show which, which one? Are you, are you, are you the short one? Are you the short you may... one? <laughs> yes. Sure. Look, look, look at the background, Mark. Look at the background behind Dave. Yeah. I'm looking. I should be talking about him. See, the short yeah. guy is you. Well, that's Buffett in the middle. Yep. Yeah. And who's on the... Uh, Another employee at my company. Oh, very nice. He, he, he owned my company, General Reinsurance, and uh, he used to come to meet with the senior officers uh, once a year. And we would uh, have our pictures taken with him. One year, one year, they showed a short video of Warren Buffett playing horse with Le LeBron James. <laughs> oh my God. And of course, Warren made, of course, Warren made all the difficult shots. Uh, uh, I you found that picture. Uh, <laughs> Real quick. Hey, Dave, I just want you to know he raised a lot of money for Israel also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, a, I have a, a signed book player. by him. I'm going to look up where it is. I have a book signed by him from that meeting um, in Nebraska. And okay. uh, he, he had Israel bonds there as um, to raise money for them. And they were all invited to have lunch with him. By the way, you know what his favorite foods were, right? Hummus. What did he like? Burger and Coke. steak. Coke, Coca-Cola and burgers. Cokes and steak. And you know, he never had a washer, uh, what was it, a dishwasher till much later in life. He, he was a very simple guy. But I hope you own shares in Berkshire B or A. They're, they're terrific. You know, when I heard he went to restaurants. He uh, didn't have a table waiter service. He had buffet. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see if I find one. Here's another story. Gerald, what do you got, Gerald? Gerald let Gerald talk. Yeah. When, right. when when A Rod opted out of his contract with the Yankees and wanted to re-sign with them, he had some difficulty with Cashman. So he so A Rod went to see Warren Buffett, and Warren Buffett said, "Don't deal with Cashman. Go directly to Steinbrenner." And he did, and he signed. Uh, uh, Jeff, you may remember that ten-year contract with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Michael, what's up? It worked well in 2009. No, I was just going to say that picture looked like it could be in a good episode of Suits. I like that. Why are you in your suits? You in your suits. <laughs> All right. Uh, and you have more to talk about, uh, Larry? You wanted to do the letter or no? I don't know. Does, there, does that everybody see my uh, letter to the editor on, on the uh, World yes. Series? Yes, yes. I, I passed it on to everybody. I just want to comment that the, the according to the television ratings, the first four games of this World Series had the lowest viewing audience in history. The number, uh, the the numbers for the fifth game have not come out as yet. Now, Stuart, you you mentioned that uh, the commissioner is, is has not made any conclusions about this. That's what I heard. This before that, before really the uh, you know the the World Series. I think in the first or second game there was something on the news sports. Mm -hmm. I made that comment. 
I haven't heard anything since. They need more years to like uh, come up with it. Yeah, that's what he's saying. That's what yeah. he's just saying. Okay. I'm annoyed, but yeah. Okay. That's it? Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. All right. Uh, Joe? No, what, they need more years to come up with what? To change the way they... Uh, if they want to change the system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah right, right, right. He said right. two years Two years right. is a small sample size. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, look, they were basically two, uh, you know, two teams not from the major markets, and that's what... Oh yeah, that's, people, true, that's too. what people want to see. Yeah. No, and if the I Mets think, were one of those teams yeah. that had, let's say, eighty-four wins and got into yeah. the playoffs and went all the way, we'd be very happy. But we'd be thrilled. Would we'll say something? Yeah. Well, well, then you'd have New York versus Texas, you know, yeah. and you got New York versus Texas in the with the migrant crisis. New York versus Texas in baseball. Yeah. It would be uh, yeah, yeah. But, but it tells you yeah. all you got to do is try to get in. Get in the playoffs and then let's see what happens. How come no one is complaining that the Miami Heat or the Florida Panthers got into to the finals last year and they were eight number eight seeds? Miami had to get in a play-in tournament. Right. Why is there only country on baseball? Why does hmm. nobody say football you used to have two teams? That that is seven teams from each conference. Right, right. Why do Very good point. Play baseball? I mean, Very good point, Fred. But you, usually, because it, it doesn't come down well, to two, um, two teams that well, have the least you. number of wins. What about it's the Giants? They a, were nine and seven. They were nine and seven the last year. They won the. Did, did anybody say would, the New York Giants should take back their championship? The but Super who would they play? They played against the, the the Patriots, who are like what were they sixteen and one? Wasn't that the year right. where they were? No, that was the set. No, that was seven. That, no, the Patriots were uh, 1601 in 2007. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, the Texas Rangers, if the, Tex if the Texas Rangers would have won their last game, they would have been division champions. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they were not. It might have been different, but they, 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 didn't lose, they didn't lose on the road. They had a, they had a string going on the road. Why, why, why is it so sacrosanct in baseball? All the other sports have the same one. Larry, and then Gerald, and then Michael, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Had there been only one wild card in each league, as it was between 1995 and 2011, you would have had the L the uh, hundred winning L.A. Dodgers versus the uh, and and the uh, 99 win winning uh, Tampa Bay Rays. And I don't think I don't think anybody on this panel would not watch if they had made it to the World Series. Yeah, Gerald. As you suggested, Mark, you got to be in it to win it. Got to get in. Never get know. into the tournament. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. Get in, Michael. It takes. And, uh, and I agree with everybody here. And it makes the seasons in all of those sports more interesting. It continues to follow because you know your team has a chance. As opposed to some of these years, I, I remember the year that the Detroit Tigers was in 68. They, they just won yeah. right from the beginning and they, nobody else had a chance. So you, you lose interest. It's better this way. In a way, unless you're a Tiger fan, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> baseball is the baseball is the purest game. That's the only uh, that's the only thing I could say. It's the purest, <laughs> and that's why people are upset about it. Okay, you uh, know, with base, football, Hilton? football, basketball, Mike, hockey, I've always no. played around with uh, with with different uh, different things. More wild cards, they keep adding to it. Baseball was more of the purest game, but I I agree with Michael. 
You know, in the old days, if you were a baseball fan and you lived in New York when I was a kid, it was great. If you lived anywhere else, it was awful. Yeah, that's right. All right, Milton, then Mike, no. then we'll move on. What, what about giving the team that finishes first a larger advantage than they have now? As yeah, you go into that, come that up with an idea. Balance it out. You know what? There I should be something for finishing first that yeah, you well, have. They gave them a exactly. buy, but the other teams that got buys too. And yeah, some people exactly. said they, they were off too long. They lost their momentum. I don't no, know. That's what, that's just actually, for finishing that's first. What actually, that's actual rookie bets theories. He actually said that. He said that whole week off may may have been bad for us. Maybe. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're trying to figure out why, why it happened. <laughs> That's one thought. All right, uh, Mike. Yeah, I think one of the things that attracts uh, TV audiences and fans and so on is star power, right? Great stars on these teams, that kind of thing. And uh, one of the columnists in the Washington Post wrote a piece about a week ago saying it's becoming increasingly difficult for starting pitchers to attain stardom because right. they're asked to do things different now than what they once were, right? Six innings, if that, mm -hmm. uh, go as far as you can, as hard as you can. It isn't what used to happen, right? People would win 20 games. Yeah. How many 20 game winners were there this year? How many complete games were there? Yeah. How many yeah. pitchers could you say, boy, that's a, that's a big star. That's a guy that boy, anybody would want to have him as mm -hmm. number one the game. That's yeah. sure. A lot fewer than once. Joe, yeah. you want to say something? Three. Joe? No. You didn't. Yeah, me? Yeah, no. I just thought, well, I, I will say something. I mean, I, I mentioned this before, but before Scherzer and Verlander were traded, they had a conversation one day that nobody, nobody trains pitches anymore to be starters to go. That's right. Right. Yeah, that's right. Right. I think you froze, Joe. Uh, Wayne, you're muted. Mike. They didn't empty the tank in like five that. or six innings. Right. Wayne, they kept muted. something in reserve for the third fourth time. Wayne, you muted. Wayne, you muted. Okay. Who is it? Okay, Fred. One. What? A bad moment. Can you hear me or not? Yeah, we hear you. Yes. I'm sorry. Fred, you mentioned Wayne. momentum. I think that's nonsense in baseball. Momentum may be in football, but these these guys are making zillions of dollars. They take a week off. That, to say that, well, we don't have momentum, that, that, that's nonsense. These guys are professional. It's not Baseball is not a momentum sport. Yeah, hockey is definitely a momentum sport. Mm -hmm. Hockey could be, but baseball is not a momentum sport. Okay. Momentum is tomorrow's starting pitcher. We can start thinking about how you want to do the playoffs if we, if we had the right to uh, build to change the baseball playoffs. How would you want to do it? We could discuss that at a future time. Let's move on to Michael's. Jets rant. Nothing happened oh, okay. to so Jets rant. By the way, he's sponsored by Oakland Lake Pond Fish. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, girls. we used to have uh, Toshlik there. In right. <laughs> we still do Toshlik there. Anyway, uh, the, uh, the Jet report, uh, I have to admit that this past Sunday I was out of wake. And I DVR'd the game, and I made sure that I left my phone home, and nobody at the wake would say anything to me about the game. And I didn't start watching it until five o'clock, which was good mm. in a way because I was able to fast two two reasons. I was able to fast forward the commercials, and in all honesty, it was maybe the greatest crappy game 
I've ever seen in all my life of watching 100 million football games, okay? Uh, right? Uh, first of all, when Tyrod got hurt, I thought that the Giants didn't have a chance, all right? And uh, they continued to play like, uh, you know, like two very totally inept teams in the pouring rain. And somehow during the course of the game, some miracle, this uh, DeVito uh, gets a touchdown. How the hell did he get a touchdown? I could not believe it. So because after he the gets Jets a made a stupid penalty on the play before. Thank you. So after he gets a <laughs> touchdown, they really start playing footsie because nobody can advance the ball. And they go back and forth, back and forth with a record-breaking amount of punts. And I started to realize that maybe the Jets don't have a chance because the Jets couldn't advance the ball either. So by the fourth quarter, in the middle of the fourth quarter, and the Jets were losing 10-7, to 7, I figured I might as well fast-forward the best the rest of the game. I'd leave the bottom uh, just to watch the score. And lo and behold, as I got to the end, it wasn't 10 to 7 anymore. It was 10 to 10. And then mm -hmm. in my mind, I said, how the hell did they get to 10 to 10? And then I saw what happened. And uh, it was mentioned earlier in the uh, pregame show that uh, Mark runs before uh, the podcast begins. Uh, it was very similar to the Pizarchik fumble. How did Dable, who was coach of the year last year, do what he did at fourth and one, okay, with 26 seconds left, and the Giants on the verge of winning that game. I know if I was uh, uh, in, in that game, I remember I used to play game, uh, football years ago when the time was running out. We would try a double reverse. Maybe it kills as, it kills as much time as possible. But instead, they decided to let uh, Gano try to kick a, a, a field goal. And little did I realize I found I that Gano was injured, and now they're looking for backup uh, kickers to replace Gano for next week. They're they're interviewing Robbie Gold and all that because Gano was hurt. Anyway, the, the rest is history. Gano misses the foot, misses the uh, extra point, and yeah, miraculously, yeah, oh, miraculously, uh, Zach turns into a quarterback, and he starts to throw accurate passes. How the hell did he do that? And, uh, they, they, tied the, they tied the game. And what amazes me about Zach, and also, uh, what's his name, uh, the quarterback, Salah, he's a terrible coach. The Jets should have been so psyched up to play that game after going after a bye, but they played such crappy football. And uh, by, by the time the overtime began, the, the Jets uh, had, had it all going for them because the Giants couldn't score anymore. And the game ended. And that was it. And uh, what can I say? It was a, a very, very dumb game. And Zabel made a mistake. And the running game on the Jets with no running game from Brees Hall. And it was ridiculous. And what amazes me is, and then I'll stop, is uh, just a couple of weeks ago, what happened to Zach Wilson? He ended up, he looked like a regular quarterback versus Kansas City. And all of a sudden, he shackled like you wouldn't want wouldn't want to believe him. They're afraid to uh, use him like they with uh, uh, handoffs or whatever, with, with play action passes. And uh, before you know it, He's still the same crappy football player as we have seen, and who the heck knows, and uh, the books out on what the Jets are going to be doing next. That's my story. I thought that when he, this was in, in, in regulation time, he threw that ball down the field, and there was the pass interference on the Giants. That was the overtime. That was, that was overtime. overtime. That was overtime? That was overtime. Yeah. What, yeah. What was the play I was talking to you, Fred, uh, about the other day when the the, uh, Thibodeau, the, the Thibodeau offsides encroachment? No, yeah. no. The when when, when the Jets placed right. the ball, 
no, that was the that was in the regu regulation, Tom. They no, placed yeah, the ball regulation. For, him to, for him to for him to spike it. That that was in regulation. He spiked regulation. it with one second. He spiked it with one the second. clock with like a second to go. Yeah, but right. but go go ahead. So I was going to say, unless I'm wrong, the referee didn't spot the ball. No, no, no. no. The, the play with that was. On Thibodeau's penalty is what gave the Jets the game, because That's right, right. There were twenty-four. Let me explain. There were twenty-four seconds to go. His penalty stopped the clock because right, right. on That's a penalty. Else. Wait, right. wait a minute. No, on a penalty, the clock stops. Right. The referee had to explain that it doesn't start again until the ball is started. But the rule is, referee has to explain that the the penalty, whether the giant Jets are taking the penalty, which they didn't take. And it doesn't start again until the ball is spotted. They don't call a penalty. The clock is running, and the Jets have to really run down the field 30 yards to spot the ball, and chances are the clock would have run out at some point. I was saying on that pass interference, maybe it wasn't the pass yeah. interference, that, they, that the, the Jets put the ball down and the Jets hiked the ball to spike the ball. There was yeah. no referee in sight to, to like, the referee's supposed to spot the ball. Uh, Mark, that Boomer, was a uh, Boomer science and agrees with you. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't, I didn't know, know that. that. I think he, they. He said, I, think the referees, I think the referees. I think the referees explained it. Spot the ball. What's that? He I said think the referees, referees explained what they did. Spot the ball. He's agreeing with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So the, the clock should have run out. <laughs> they didn't get there in time. And also, right. the, Tibbs the, is saying he never crossed the line. Right. He was moving around never crossed. Yeah, but Wayne, you, you told me on look it up on YouTube and they had replays of the of Thibodeau. He never went offside. That's no, right. That's what that's what he said. And, and and then the Jets would have had to really rush down the field because because the, he never they never, you know play was still on the field, the clock would have kept moving. Yeah. That's a terrible game. They play in the pouring rain. Well, somebody yep. had That's the reason win. why it was so low and they couldn't do with it anything. And, 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 and there was actually some discussion the, afterwards whether in overtime, whether the Giants should have not received, should have said, we'll go on defense first. And now you heard the same thing, Fred. Right, right. Because they weren't throwing the ball. And if you're going to hand off, you're not going to go down the length of the field. <laughs> no. Worse than the Pisarchic fumble. Yeah. Roger. I mean, that, that the, hero, the, the hero of the game was the Jets punted. He was Roger. great. He was Roger. great. Roger. I, I just want to say, I know Gerald was very interested in the number of punts in the game, right, Gerald? <laughs> yes. He said that was the most punts in the game since 2003, Mark. <laughs> well, it would be nice if the Brad Giants Mark. had Robbie Gold, my cousin, to uh... – <laughs> <laughs> his name's not, but his Let's name, move on. Let us move his name on. is Robbie Gould. Oh, all right. Gould, I know. That's pronounced Gould. Oh, Meanwhile, uh, you have any news, uh, Joe, on, on Met stuff? Where the only thing I, the only thing that I uh, saw today that might mean something is that uh, I read somewhere that Boris expects a big payday for, uh, for Alonzo re-upping with the Mets. They, and they also interviewed two candidates for, for manager. Right. Another thing that's Nozer and Andy Green. And Joe. Joe, they also said that Houston is now in the play for council, also. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna be uh he's gonna you know he's gonna be uh 
sought after. No doubt have, about it. Have I have a feeling the money's family, right to stay in Milwaukee. And I yeah, heard Showalter is being interviewed by the Angels. Yeah, oh, he yeah. asked about it. He wanted that job. He, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. After it. Okay. Uh, Gerald? So, Joe, what are the chances of the Mets having three Japanese pitchers next year? <laughs> I don't know about uh, I don't know I mean uh, you know uh, they'd like to get Yamamoto I know they're going to go after him pretty heavily and Ohtani, I don't know who the, I don't know who the third one is no Ohtani. he just told you Otani oh okay except he's oh, not going to pitch Ohtani. except he's not going to pitch next year no they can't they, yeah, there's can. no way there's no way that they're going to have enough money if they go after Otani I don't see how they can sign anybody else. But he's not yeah. going to pitch next year anyway. He gets another Tommy Johnson. Right. But right. they're talking about five hundred. They're talking right. about five hundred million dollars to get Otani. Right. And Steve Cohen going broke. Yeah, it's not a question of going broke. I don't know how much uh, you know how much they're going to spend. It didn't work this year. Let's. Right. I would go with my 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 personal preference is I would go after Soto. Yeah, yeah. Well, same thing with the Yankees. Soto's only twenty four years old. Right. He started slowly, but he ended up with 35 home runs. I mean, he's a he's a solid player. I would I would take him. I know we'll have a terrible first year, but I'd still take him. Well, there's no way. I don't think the Yankees are in, in the Soto because they're gonna they wow. just they they paid Judge. They're not gonna pay Judge money for two people, are they? I would go if I were the Yankees. I'd go after Soto. He'd be perfect. Your money. Your money. They're talking with his people though. He's yeah. made for Yankee Stadium, so I know, I know, he'd be a hero. Yeah, and the Padres will be like the Chrysler Company. They will. The Padres be, had to. The Padres had to so, take though. a loan. Padres couldn't make payroll. They had to take a loan. Right, they're right. in yeah. trouble. Yeah. Like the Mets, I think. So some some people claim that Soto is not twenty four. He's he's uh, he's older than that. And and oh. I I want to tell you an example of of. Uh, uh, Louis Arroyo, when he retired, allegedly he was 34. He said, you know, I'm really 39. I just lied yeah. about <laughs> So who knows? <laughs> okay. Let's move on a little bit here. Uh, uh, Mike from D.C. and Virginia Sports Report. I'm jumping to you. You're sponsored by any museum you want. <laughs> I'll grab the Smithsonian if it's okay. All right. Uh, well, the big news in Washington this last week was the trades, uh, the commanders uh, trading away both of their starting defensive ends. Uh, they, uh, Montez Sweat uh, went to the Bears for a second, and Chase Young went to the 49ers for a third. And somebody asked me about this last week, might have been Joe. Uh, and I didn't think it was going to happen. And I think really it was sort of contingent on the outcome of last week's game against Philadelphia. But had, had Washington won that game and gone to four and four, I would guess that uh, they would not have made those trades. But now three and five, having lost within the division, mm -hmm. three games so far, um, it didn't seem like they were likely to go far this year. And uh, so they, they got what they could in the way of draft capital. It also signals to me that Rivera is uh, probably uh, a dead man walking in the sense that he won't be around after the season unless they were to make an incredible comeback. But assuming that they don't make the playoffs, I see him going and I see the uh, 
Del Rio, who's the defensive coordinator going, other coaches would probably go too. I think Rivera would not have wanted to make these trades. And it suggests to me that the front office has come to decisions about the way they're playing under Rivera and that this is a dead end and it's time to move on. A quick look at the Wizards. They did win a game. Uh, they beat uh, Memphis, which is without John Morant. He's suspended for 20 games or 25 games, something like that. Uh, it's the only game they've won this year. And generally speaking, uh, it's the picture is the same in each game. Uh, as I said last week when I was kidding around, uh, there's just no defense uh, that this team displays, even really against Memphis. But Memphis couldn't take advantage of it. The other teams run up the score quickly, uh, then play their second uh, string a lot in the second half, like Atlanta last night. So the scores sound a lot closer than the games really were. And finally, uh, the Caps have had a guy by the name of Backstrom uh, as a center here for 15 years. He's played in the NHL for 15 years. He had a hip problem about two years ago. He was operated on. Uh, he came back. He said that this year that he's 100%. He's ready to go. And now he announced to the team that he's going to uh, uh, have to uh, go inactive indefinitely, that the hip has come back. My guess is we will not see Backstrom again. He was a fine player. He played generally on the first line with uh, excellent player of, of Eskin, but his skills have deteriorated. He's slower than he used to be. And uh, I think we've seen the, uh, the end of his career with the caps uh, time to move on. And that's my report. All right, Wayne. Yeah. Mike, do you think if they let go of Rivera, they would promote the enemy? Oh, just going to ask that. Oh. I, I think there's a good chance of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know all the, you know, I haven't heard anything that would say that that's what they're going to do, but he seems like a natural for the job. Mm -hmm. So I would say at least 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else come up, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Just like, what happened to Chase Young? He was uh, he was uh, he was very highly yeah. thought of when he first came up. Yeah. Well, he was very good when he first came yeah. up. Yeah. His first year in the league, he was fantastic. He, he did everything. I mean, uh, you know, sacks and fumble recoveries and caused fumbles. I think he intercepted a pass or two. But in his second year, he tore an ACL and missed most of the year. And last year, he was okay, fair, but he was still recovering, I would say. This year, there have been better signs. I thought he was playing better than he had uh, last year. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's, there's some promise that he might be able to get back to a high level, but he never quite got back to his first-year level uh, since mm -hmm. the injury. Okay, Fred? Mike, why did the actually Redskins give up? I mean, they're only a game out of a playoff spot. Well, maybe so. Uh, they're not going to win the division. They would have to do it. No, but, but they're only a game. They're three and five, and this, the seventh spot is four and four. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not going to give up in the sense that uh, they're not going to try to keep winning games. They're playing in New England this coming week. We'll see what they can do with uh, a revamped defensive line. But uh, I think the handwriting's on the wall. The defense has not played well, and Rivera has built this team around the defensive unit. So that has not worked out the way that, uh, that he had hoped or the team had hoped. And the offense is still iffy because with that rookie quarterback and the problem with the sacks and so on, uh, if, you, if you happen to see the Washington-Philadelphia game, they had totally uh, altered the offensive game plan. 
to where they were throwing very quick passes. He was just getting rid of the, get the, get the hike and get rid of the ball. And it was working pretty well for a while. Yeah. And then for the they first half particularly, and they had the lead, but in the second half, Philadelphia made some adjustments. And so, you know, there's only so much you can do until your quarterback matures and really can see the field and catch up with the speed of the game. And we're still, they got, they, they got my favorite NFL player because he went to my high school, Kurt, Curtis Samuel. Yeah. He's still good. Yeah. Fred, 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 did you go to Erasmus? Yes, I did. So did I. There you go. Number two receiver. Wayne, you finally got your wish. There you go. 1967. 1964. All right. Yeah. There you go. So I, I heard that uh, Chase Young, they declined his, was it fifth year? Fourth, yeah, yeah. Fourth year, Boxing. fifth year. Yeah. And so, which, which proves they weren't going to pay him moving forward. That could be another reason why they let him go. Yeah, maybe. No? No. Well, sure. I mean, I, I suppose that factors in, but I, I, I mean, if he was still playing like he did in his first year, I think they'd pay him whatever you had to pay him yeah, yeah. to keep him. And they would, they would have exercised that option, but well, they had seen, you know, a, a one year lost because of injury and another year of not very high yeah. performance. And then yeah. this year, so they decided, you know, put our money into those defensive tackles. Right. And do, you remember, do you remember when three years ago when the Giants won a game in the end and they were being chastised because they didn't lose to get Chase Young? Yes. 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 Very much so. Yeah, very good. You remember that game very well. All right. Thank you, Mike, for that report. Roger, do you have anything else to add? I know. Rogers left us. Okay, Rogers left the building. He's there. No, he's he's here. There you there are. He is. You have he's anything there. else to add? Because your report time is now. Sorry, Mark. I was just trying to get dinner started, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I won't talk about the mayor's trophy game. I think we've uh, hashed that enough. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Again, more more injuries, especially the quarterbacks. The uh, Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett got hurt versus yeah. the Jaguars. Pickett, Pickett. Pick it, pick it, pick it. Uh, A.J. Brown, though, had a big uh, game, six straight, 125-yard receiving game. Apparently that's a, that's a record. Uh, Kirk Cousins, we know. I mean, he's, he's done yeah. pretty good. That old Achilles uh, injury again, just like Aaron Rodgers. Um, and they, they actually may acquire Joshua uh, Dobbs from the Cardinals. So uh, for sixth and seventh round picks. So I guess he, he may challenge for a starting job there. Uh, Chris McCaffrey. Uh, tied Lenny Moore's record, scoring a 17th uh, a touchdown, 17 consecutive games. Um, Broncos beat the Chiefs. That stopped a 16 losing streak to the Bronc to the Chiefs. Um, Seahawks got uh, Leonard Williams from the Giants uh, for two picks, second and fifth round. Uh, we talked about and Mike, you know, talked about the Commanders. What's been going on there with those trades? Uh, bum, 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 bum. Oh, my beloved Raiders fired their coach mm. uh, <laughs> and the general manager <laughs> and ex-giant linebacker Antonio Pierce is okay. the coach. So I'm kind of curious to see how he's going to do. Raiders, Raiders seem like just you know turmoil and you know the Devontae. Yeah. They don't seem to know what to do with them. I mean, Buffalo wasn't very good. I mean, you know, we got a lot of problems. <laughs> Hard to watch. <laughs> I know the Giants play them soon, so. This uh, Sunday, I think there's yeah. weak ownership. Uh, this Sunday, 
Yeah, and I think they've uh, benched Garoppolo, so the second stringer O'Connell may start. Third, third stringer, you know, isn't it? Third string. Al, Al Davis was one of the smartest guys in football for many, many years, but his son, it's Mark Davis, is that his name? I yeah, think yeah. Cut from a different cloth, you might say. Yeah, no, it's not commitment to excellence like it used to be. Yeah, no, I know. I think he's Mark with win, me, right? Baby. He's Mark with us. He did, he did win a championship in the WNBA. He, owned that, he owns that team. And uh, the Falcons, let's see. Uh, they're benching their starting quarterback, too. Right. Yeah, uh, Desmond yeah. Ritter and Taylor Henneke is supposed to start versus the Vikings. That's what I got. Always Fred, like Fred, you know, yeah. Al Davis went to Erasmus also. Yeah, I know. Brooklyn born. All right, Mike. Yeah, yeah a little addendum to uh, the football stories. Um, a little bit after uh, Thibodeau was uh, criticized by uh, Sal Licata in an interview with uh, Carl Banks. So uh, it was a very uh, acrimonious uh, conversation, and uh, Licata hung up on Carl Branks. He had a regular uh, update on, on the station every uh, once or twice a week. So anyway, uh, I guess uh, Banks got insulted, and he resigned as the uh, as the as the guest for us. Uh, wow! For wow! Right. So that's it. out of his mind, anyway. And actually, uh, <laughs> Banks is right because it looks like. Uh, Thibodeau, that was the whole argument, was picking up his game, and uh, Licata thought that Thibodeau wasn't doing much, and they they argued over that issue, and uh, last Sunday, Thibodeau played pretty well. Uh, Licata yells and screams. He yells and screams. That's all he does. Yep, yep. Fred? Thibodeau was in uh, yeah, Wilson State's just, whole game. Just a couple of giant notes real quick. Daniel Jones is back this week. Tommy DeVito is the backup quarterback. And then also Darren Waller has declared himself out for several weeks with a hamstring injury, which was an injury I guess, that, 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 that he had a lot with the Raiders. So right. Never uh, away. the Giants two and six. I don't know. The record sounds lousy, but they're only but they're only two games out of the seventh playoff spot, so there's still hope. But Fred, they, they signed Matt Bradley to the practice court. Barkley. Oh, yeah, Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. So and they got Barkley handing off to Barkley. He hasn't played in two years. Yeah, I know. But he went to if Tommy DeVito gets in, gets in the game Sunday, it will be like last, like last year's last year Big Ten game, Illinois versus Purdue, because he went to Illinois for his last year, and O'Connell was uh, Purdue. So, let's see what happens. That'd be a great game. It'd be a great game to watch Sunday afternoon. All right. Too bad we don't get Dallas, Philadelphia. But I got a couple more uh, uh, baseball. Tidbits here. Yeah. There's been 118 World Series. American League has won 68 of them, counting yesterday. National League 51. Uh, we all know the Yankees have the most. Wait, that adds up to that adds up to 119. You said 118. Yeah. Um, 119. 119. You're on 2022. It's 119 now through 2023. Okay. Yeah, we all know the Yankees have the most wins in World Series. Who has the most losses in World Series? Probably the Yankees. Yankees. Yankees in the American Yankees. League with 13. Right. But how about the National League? Cardinals. The Dodgers at 14. Dodgers. Dodgers at Yankees 14. have the most appearances, too. Yeah. Yankees appeared in 40 and 127. Uh, the Cardinals have the most wins at 11. No, they do. Who's had the most appearances other than the Yankees? Well, nationally, who's had the most appearances 
in the National League? Dodgers. 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 21. Uh, let's see. Uh, the only teams to win their only one appearance ever. They made one appearance and won it. Angels. Angels. And? 2002 Angels. And Nationals. The Nationals. Very good. Right. Uh, who appeared twice and won both times? Marlins. Marlins is one. Very good. And wait, wait, wait. You're twice and won both times? Mm -hmm. Five seconds. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Very uh, good. Very good one. Excellent. Uh, Blue Jays are the only franchise outside of the United States to win a World Series. Who's appeared twice and lost both times? <laughs> Padres. <laughs> Is it the Padres? I don't have that. Yeah, yeah Padres. One other team that I know of. Well, it would have been Texas if they had not yeah. won this year. Yeah. Right. Not te Texas was, but not anymore. There's some uh, team? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's been there twice. 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 2008, they lost the Bears. Who's the only and team? in 2020, right? The only team to represent both the American and National League. And we asked the question last week, and it's been confirmed: the only states named by both teams. Houston, no, Texas. No, the states, state names. Texas, Arizona. Colorado. Texas, Texas, Arizona. Texas, Arizona. There you go. Colorado. Colorado. Right, they, yeah, they were in once. So there was a story that came out, like a forgotten Philadelphia Philly. I read this yeah. article. Remember, uh, was it T1 Walker? How do you pronounce it? Yeah, he was yeah. really T1 Walker? Yeah, yeah. 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 He had a fabulous season. He was 15 and 6 with the Phillies, 4.38 ERA. And for some reason, he was not put on any active roster. Really? The playoffs. In the, the offseason. In the uh, postseason. So he felt really? disrespected by not yeah. on the <laughs> roster. Uh, and uh, I wonder how, wait, how many did he sign a two year contract with him? Yes, I think, yes. I wonder if they're, what they're going to do to make him feel wanted again. I don't know. Send them to the Mets. Yeah. That could use them. And did you hear this one? There's a guy named Pat McCarthy. Mm -hmm. His father is Tom McCarthy. Does that the name mean anything? Yeah, the announcer for the Phillies. The announcer for the Phillies is Tom, for CBS. Tom okay. McCarthy. Well, well Matt have, uh, uh, Pat Mets, McCarthy is the Mets, you're right, CBS Son. radio pre- and post-game announcer. Oh, like the Ed Recently Coleman, hit I... by a car yeah. while he was oh. jogging, which required surgery. They said he'll be all right. But uh, I, I didn't hear about this. It's not like I it made the news. Uh, Pat previously before the Mets uh, – Play-by-play -play for the Lehigh Valley, the Phils, triple-A team. I wonder who got on that job. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so that's Pat McCarthy. Comment there. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, used to be on WOR. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gerald. Mm. 
Going back to Taiwan Walker, he signed a four-year contract, seventy-two million, two thousand twenty-three to twenty-six. Oh, four years. So wow. he's coming back, but he's, he's not going to be happy. I don't know how they're going to uh, how they're going to deal with that. Deal with that. Uh, he'll, he'll be happy once he gets his first paycheck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jets the said they're going to raise ticket prices. Yep. Yeah. Uh, nothing like to adding more people to empty seats. Uh, for next year, but not only that, but they but they also said they want payments for the first round by November fifteenth instead of in the spring. Uh, for a product Mark. worth seeing, right, guys? Mark, Mark. Go ahead. Uh, this Go ahead, is Joe. oh Wayne Joe who wants mm. Wayne. Oh. Uh, I don't I don't know if you mentioned this before, but this is the only time that's ever happened in baseball. Will Smith is the mentioned. only player who's mentioned. Who's mentioned? Yeah. Did a whole thing on Will Smith. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I was came <laughs> And don't you mention my wife at all. <laughs> Not that Will Smith. Not anymore. Ex-wife. Apparently. Ex-wife. I, I, got, I didn't know yeah. that. Go ahead, yeah. Joe. Joe. Oh, uh, what do I want? I just wanted to say that as far as the Phillies go, why they left Walker off? Because they wanted all those guys in the bullpen because that was what they uh, they kept putting in more, you know, every inning. So that's what they – that's, that was that was why they wanted to do it. I don't know. If you pitched all year for a team and went with that record, and I'm not. I'm not saying. I mean, I'm not saying he should be, be a little upset, But I'm just saying. I'm just saying that the Phillies decided to go with one less starter and one more bullpen guy. Yeah. That, but his ERA was higher than the league average, though. That that shows Mike's point before about starting pitches. Hmm. You know. You know. Mike, Mike was game. saying it is start. I I mean now you know you when Mike was saying before you know you you. You don't look used to look at a, you know, starting pitches. Oh, it's a great matchup today. What's so and so versus you don't you don't do that anymore because starting pitches don't mean as much. You're, you're right. Yeah, the running backs much before. shorter time, like five six. <laughs> no, you're right. Of, like, exactly. Eight, nine in innings. That's right. So in um, in college football, the Bahamas Bowl. They're all different bowl games. They yeah. have there's a Bahamas Seriously? Bowl. Seriously, it's being moved this Bahamas, year. Bahamas. Yeah. To Chicago, to Charlotte, North Carolina, because ongoing renovations to the Thomas A. Robinson Stadium right. in, that, in Nassau, Bahamas. The name of the bowl will change this year only. And uh, for those who care, <laughs> the game was scheduled to be December 18th, but it's being moved December 16th. And uh, they usually take from the Mid-American Conference and Conference USA. Those people who care about the Bahamas Bowl. Well, if you're going to, where would you ever be in the Bahamas or Charlotte in mid-December? Not during hurricane season. So uh, after after Saturday's uh, uh, college games, right away they have the they have the um, they have the uh, coaches. And the AP voting, and they, they had Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State, one, two, three, four, and Washington, five. But then they go to the, uh, what do they call The CFP rating? And they put Ohio State yes, as yes. one. This is the one that decides the, yeah. bull, the Bulls. They, they felt Ohio State had a harder, a harder schedule, and Georgia's schedule, they said, wasn't so hot. They made Ohio State number one, Georgia two, Michigan moved down to three, and Florida State stayed at four. And every Tuesday they'll they'll rank them as they as they go on. You know that uh, Michigan and Ohio State play at the end of not this Saturday, 
Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. And Colorado with uh, Coach Coach Prime. <laughs> you don't hear much about them anymore. No, they, they keep losing. They lost, the, they lost to UCLA in Pasadena. And while they were there, items were stolen out of their locker room during the game, like jewelry really? and things Ooh. like that. Inside job. Inside yeah, job. I don't know. And now they're suing. Yeah. They're suing the uh, – the uh, the Rose Bowl people. They played in the Rose Bowl. They played yeah. in the Rose Bowl. That's where UCLA plays its games? Yes. Maybe in yep. big shot games. They played there yeah. in the Coliseum, yeah. maybe, huh? USC Around. plays in the Coliseum. Yeah. Uh, no, the Rose Bowl is the home field for UCLA. Yeah. USC oh, is that right? is the yeah. Coliseum. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Stony Brook is 0-8 for those people who live locally and care about mm. Stony Brook football. Okay. They lost to another great football school last Saturday, Villanova. Fordham's uh. <laughs> five and three. So what do we have in basketball, Fred? We'll move to you in basketball. Quickly. First week of the season, Knicks are two and three. Julius Randle's in a funk. He can't he, he hasn't has not played up to his expectations. People think it's because of his ankle surgery that he uh that he had and he hasn't fully recovered from that. And the Nets had a very nice win yesterday beating Miami on the in Miami with a player nobody here probably ever heard of. He's a two-way player. Armani Brooks from the University of Houston, who's two-way player, shot six for seven, 17 points, because they, they'd be set by injuries. Claxton, Dinwiddie, Cam Johnson didn't play. And Cam Johnson, uh, Cam Thomas became the second youngest player in NBA history to score 30 points in, his, in the first three games of a season. That was that was one of my trivia questions. Will be later. Who's the who is the who is the the youngest? But you know, get on with that. And, so, and this Friday starts. I know you're all excited about it. Is the NBA the NBA Cup tournament? Oh man! Oh, oh you guys can't wait. The net the net the Nets are playing the Nets are playing Chicago and the Knicks are playing Milwaukee in the games that count for the NBA Cup. But so, somebody had a good point in an article that, that this actually could mean a lot. To guys who are like the fifteenth player on a team, if you're like the fifteenth player and you're a championship team, you know you're making the NBA minimum salary, which nothing to sneeze at, maybe million, two million, but you'll get an extra five hundred thousand dollars if you if, if your team wins. So you know they're, they're playing for something. I don't know, and and also I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the first week there's been a lot of guys sitting out, and I don't know, if, you know, supposedly with injuries, you know. I mean, um, what's his name? Bradley Beals missed a couple of games. Um, I forget somebody else. Other guys have been rested after after, after one game on back to backs. So you know, it, it's 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 kind of hard sometimes to follow the the NBA in the regular season. I'm I'm frankly excited about waiting for college basketball to start next week. That's why I follow college more than I. More than I do really the regular season in the NBA. But a couple of people want to comment, Joe. Yeah, I just want. I think Randall is the uh, Samson and Delilah. He cut his hair off, and he hasn't been the same. That's true. I, I didn't yeah. think about that, but you're right, Gerald. But it has not this the is same. Just a, this is just a general question for the panel. We know that uh, uh, St. John's has two home courts: Madison Square Garden and St. John's University. Yeah. Have there been other teams that have had two home courts? Sure, UConn. Yeah, UConn. They play in Hartford and stores. 
Villanova plays some games at the at the whatever the arena is called where the Sixers play, and they also have an on Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank. But Connecticut too, yeah, right. Like Steve said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, Citizens Bank Park. I'm right. not talking about you. And, uh, and Jerry, I think that St. John's have some home games, at least one or two at Barclays Center. No, yeah, they're also playing two games at UBS. They're playing Hofster and somebody else at, at oh, UBS. Yeah. Oh. yeah. All right, Joe again. I just wanted to, Fred, do you have any comment on the trade of Harden? I don't care. You know, <laughs> I. Yeah. You know, he, it, it's hard to. It's hard to care, put it that way. You know, know. Really, because you know, you know, really. I mean, maybe it's good for the Knicks because it weakens the Sixers. Did you yeah. guys hear that St. John's lost to Pace? Yeah, an exhibition game. Exhibition sixty-three. Not the first time. Not the first time they've lost exhibition games. I know. They're kind of embarrassing. Hey, it's good for Pace. Good for Pace. Fred, Fred did you see that? Uh... Duke recruited the top recruit from coming into next year. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Cooper Flag, F L A Flag, G. Good for him, six foot nine, small forward. He's from Maine. He's playing in Florida, though. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there was a death in basketball. Bobby Bingo Smith. Oh yeah. Yes, seventy-seven years old. Cleveland Cavaliers was his where he played in the seventies. Uh, he's battling recent health issues. His number seven is retired by the Cavaliers. Uh, he played rookie ball with the San Diego Rockets. Then they select, then the Cavs selected him in the expansion draft. The Cavs struggled first, but not Smith. He was the highlight of that first year. He led them in scoring in the following year playing. Besides, how about these guys? He played on the Cavs with Austin Carr. Campy oh. Russell and Jim Jones. Oh, great. And they I made the know. playoffs. Oh, great college books. Oh, great. And, and Carr, Russell, and Jones are on the broadcasting team and they're still broadcasting after all these years for the Cavaliers. Uh, but he did pretty good with them for all the years he was there. And uh, Bingo, Bingo Smith. No one knew him as Bobby, but Bingo was his name. Bingo's Bingo name. was his name. <laughs> uh, Roger put something out about eight minutes ago. You want to report out what you just put up, uh, which I think is news. Breaking news. Breaking, Breaking news. news. Go ahead, Roger. It's yours. <laughs> Our beloved kicker for the Giants. Yeah. He knows to have knee surgery. They're going to sign Bullock, apparently. What are you going to sign? Bullock. Oh, Bullock? I don't, whatever his name so, is. Oh, you so know that's why he, he missed. He you know who he is? He's the guy who missed the field goal in Dabo's first game. They would have beaten the Giants. Remember when they went for last year? Randy Bullock. Against Tennessee. You, you guys remember that game when he went for two and then Tennessee marched down the field and yeah. they, they could have won it? He missed the guy who missed that. Missed the kick. Well, they signed him. He's going to be the cooker for the rest of the year unless he gets hurt. So yeah, that's Bullock why they don't miss both field goals well. and, a, and a... yeah. No, he's he was Mister Mister Perfect. Yeah. Signed Bullock to the practice squad. It says Robbie Gould, Mason Crosby, and Matthew Wright also worked out for the team. Oh, so, okay. Mike, uh, Mike. Yeah, I I'm gonna have to leave in a second. Can I ask my one trivia question? Sure. Okay, if it makes okay, you happy. Okay, now Mark might know the answer if he was watching rugby. Who won the <laughs> World <laughs> Rugby Championship? 
played last Saturday in New France. Zealand. Who? New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand was the loser of that game. Who that beat was them? close. Australia. It was close. It was 12 to 11. Who beat them? Australia. <laughs> no. South Africa. South Africa. South Africa won three games by one point each in their in the tournament that led to the championship. And okay. so they are the world champion for another year. Okay. All right, guys. See you next week. Thank you. So in hockey, great. We, we heard that they're allowed to put the uh, the pride tape back on their sticks or, or, or something on their arms, whatever. It was banned at first. No one knows why it was banned because they put it right back on. There was too much protest, so that was taken away. Who cares, though? Yeah, and uh, Joe Thornton retired. Hockey plays yeah, twenty-four, 24 years. seasons. This guy's this guy's bound for the Hall of Fame. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Forty-four years old. Bruins, Sharks, and Panthers. Uh, quietly, uh, a great player, and they had the Heritage Classic in hockey. Last weekend, an outdoor game played Sunday with Calgary and Edmonton, and Edmonton won with fifty-five thousand fans playing in that stadium. I guess that the uh, the Edmonton—they're called the Elks now, the Canadian football team—and there's going to be um, outdoor hockey with the local teams. I just read yeah. about that today. At MetLife. Midlands. At MetLife, February 17th, uh, 8 o'clock at night, the Devils and Flyers will play outdoors. Then the following day, the Islanders and Rangers on the 18th at 3 p.m. Okay. And then there was a death in, in hockey. Adam Johnson. Yeah. Ever read this story? Former oh, NHL player. He died in a freak accident. An opponent's skate slashed his neck. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, in a game he was yeah. playing in England at the time. He's no, no longer in the NHL, but played in the NHL. So he they went to a check, and they did a check, and they, the guy he checked, somehow the leg, one leg came up and slashed his neck. neck. You yeah. see the emergency treatment on the ice. All the players returned to the locker room. Uh, and he died eventually. They didn't finish the game. Okay. No. no. Not when you're dead. Not, no, well, he didn't finish, but nobody else finished him. Yeah. 29 years old, yeah. Yeah. And if you didn't know what the Major League Soccer League is in their playoffs now. You know what they do? Who's big? Anybody here, guys, big in soccer? They play two games. Let's say the 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 um, what's the team that uh, the New York team, the New York Red Bulls. Red Bulls. Red Bulls. They're playing Cincinnati, which had the best record in the league. They play two games, one at home and one in the way, and they call it a aggregate score determines the winner. Does that make sense? No, they do that overseas, Mark. Sounds boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's what they're doing. Average score, if they play two games, whoever's the most goals gets the win. Uh, you want to say something? I was going to say, when you finish that, we should mention a little about the Rangers having a great road trip. Yeah. Five, yeah. Road trip. Five, first time in history, five five consecutive. That's right, in history. In history. 
Coming home and, tonight uh, to play Carolina. Big yeah, game. Mary Lou Red has returned home from her lengthy stay in the hospital. That's more important than the recovery. And she had all her <laughs> medical bills paid for. I guess the fund me plea works. Uh, a death in golf. Never heard this woman, but supposedly she was good. Betsy Rawls, W-R-A-W-L-S. Does that name sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. A golfer, woman, yep. 95 years old, four-time U.S. Women's Open champ. She went to school to become a physicist, uh, but she always loved golf, and golf became her number one thing in life. Uh, when her playing days were over, she became a tournament administrator. She's in the Golf Hall of Fame. She won eight majors, and she won 55 titles altogether. How about that? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And in boxing, if just anybody still follow boxing, and uh, not too many people follow boxing anymore, but Tyson Fury had a had a uh, about against this. Uh, what's the other thing? U UFC. Is that what yeah, Universal. Yeah. Francis uh, Nagano. Anyone know that name? No. Well, Fury won in 10 rounds, even though he was knocked down. And the, the match was, the, the bout was in Saudi Arabia. It was a split decision. Everyone thought the other guy won, but they gave it to uh, Mr. Fury. Two more things, then we can move on. Iron Eagle, the famous uh, game announcer for all various games, has a son, Noah Eagle, right. 26 yeah. years old. He's going to call 10 games this year on Yes for the Nets. Yeah, uh, well, excuse me, you know what he does also? He does the Nickelodeon cartoon version of the that's NFL right. game. That's right. Yeah. That's right. right. And I think Notre Dame football, too. When, when, when Ian, when Ian, Ian Eagle, when Ian Eagle and Ryan Rucco are not available to do games, he's the, he's the one who gets the call. He has called L.A. Clipper games on the radio at the age of 22. He started that. Uh, and as Michael said, he's done those games on Nickelodeon. <laughs> and uh, locally in Garden City High School, Nina Weiss defeated, this is in tennis, defeated Bronxville's Victoria McEnroe. Yes, McEnroe, Patrick's daughter. Uh, and Miss Weiss went on to win the state the championship in tennis for high school. And don't forget the marathon is Sunday. Sunday. And turn your clocks back. Nice weather. Yeah. So why don't we go to trivia? All right. We'll do trivia about 10 minutes worth. Well, All right, Milton, go ahead, go. All right. Uh, who graduated in 1962 from Bradley University, the highest... Um, Scorer in, in their history, one of my favorite players. Laverne Todd. Laverne no. Todd. No. What is Basketball, right? Basketball. Bonnie Cape. Anybody no, know Bradley? He was known as Chet the Jet. Chet Walker. Chet Walker. Chet Walker. I rooted for Philadelphia in those days. I did. I was a 76 of them. They, they were the Syracuse Nationals and then became the right seven Philadelphia. Yeah, when the Warriors when the went to uh, no, the Philadelphia. San Francisco. 
then the 76ers oh, yeah. came Separate from uh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 but I'm saying that when one left, the other came in. Syracuse became... It was a uh, small forward. Small Syracuse forward. became... What? I think Bradley University, weren't they called the Braves or something? They Bradley Braves. Of, yep, Bradley they won Braves from, from Peoria, Illinois. They won in uh, 57 and 60, I think, the NIT. Yeah, they, they were very good. Are they still the Braves? I don't think they're the Braves. Yeah, Bradley, they are the Bradley Braves, I they think. Whatever the they changed their nickname, right. I don't know. I used right. to like... Uh, he was very, very agile. And where, where are they located? Where? Peoria, Illinois, playing the Missouri Valley Conference. All right, Gerald, you go. I. It's not a trivia question. I just want to elaborate on what Joe said. When Chet Walker played for Philadelphia, the 1967 team, some people thought was the greatest team ever compiled. They were good, right? Lucius Jackson was the other forward, along with uh, Hal Greer, Wally Jones. Uh, Will Chamberlain and mm -hmm. Billy Cunningham Billy. come bench. Also from right. my high school, Billy Cunningham. Al Greer was a great player. Was, right, Billy Cunningham yeah. was lefty, right? Lefty. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He used to... And he, co and he coached them. Thirty-two. What was Bill Melchione on that team? No, he was playing for the Nets. No, yeah, he both played for Philadelphia. I remember him. Maybe yeah. Wally, later. Wally on, Jones. You're thinking of Wally Jones, maybe. No, Melchione might have moved to later on the trade. Who else has a question? All right, Michael. Okay. The first player in NBA history to record at least 30 points, 30 rebounds, 15 assists, assists and five made three-pointers in the first two games of the season. Larry Bird. Larry? Larry Bird. Nope. I'll give you a hint. Jokic. Saturday, the second Jokic. Time. Uh, no. It happened Saturday? Right. I'll give you another hint. He cut his hair. Julius Randle. Yes, sir. <laughs> Meanwhile, they showed a picture of uh, uh, present Larry Bird today. Boy, does he look different. Well, yeah. By the way, Bill Melchione did play for Philadelphia 67 68. Uh, I just checked go. it. Yeah, hey, right, to I the back there, Fred. Who else? Questions? Right. I got one. Uh, name four NFL teams whose location and team name start with the same letter Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills is one, Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks is two. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's a T and a J. Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars and the Titans. That gave it away. Go ahead. Fred. You did. Who's the only NBA player to play 22 years in the league? Oh, I know who this is. Carter. Vince right. Carter. That's right. Carter. Just retired a couple of years ago. What two brothers in Major League Baseball are both in the top 25 for throwing the most wild pitches in the history Perry's. of the Perry's. No, the other, the other brothers. Negroes. 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 Fred? Who's, who's the youngest player in NBA history 
to score 30 points in the first three games of the season. Cam Thomas and Nets is second. Hmm. If you, mm. if you if you read the local papers this week, you'd notice. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead. When did it happen? What? Uh, about thirty years ago, I guess. I'm not thirty sure. years. Ago. Oh, 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 oh. Michael Wait, Jordan? No. Kobe Bryant? No. Penny Archibald? No. All right, who is it? Shaquille O'Neal. 21 mm. years, 248 days. Wow. Wow. What, po- what post-World War II Major League Baseball player, post-World War II, mm. holds the record for most runs scored in one season? And it's 152. Ricky Henderson. No. Most Mickey runs Madden. scored, in, this was in the year 2000. Oh, give the initials because you're born. It's hard to think about it. JB Hall of Famer, JB, JB, Hall of Famer. He scored 152 runs in one season, and that's the most since World War II. JB, Jesse Barfield, (laughs) Jeff Bagwell. Jeff Bagwell is correct. Wow. Very good. Who else has a question? All right, Michael. Okay. Who played, who, who uh, got into the All-Star game? Who made the All-Star game? Every single year he played. In other words, 19 seasons and 19 All-Star games. What sport? Baseball. Tony Gwynn. Tony. Who, Jerry? Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn. I'll give you a hint, Jerry. You did a report on him. <laughs> Cal Ripken. Jackie nope. Robinson. Nope. He didn't play Ted Who else did you do a report on? Jerry just said it. Ted Williams. Ted Williams. What Major League Baseball teams have a C, a letter C, in their logo? And there are five of them. Cincinnati Reds. Cincinnati Reds. Cleveland. No, there's no, there's no scene in the red. No Cubs. Cubs. No Reds. Okay. Cleveland. Cleveland. The the Guardians have a C in their logo. Cardinals. No C. No. Mm mm. Mm mm. National League and two American. The White Sox. Nope. The Cubs. Rockies. The Rockies. American League. Mm. Twin Cities. Twins. And you're forgetting uh, the great Kansas City Royals. Anybody else? Another minute or two, let me get to say goodbye to you. Roger's got his hand up. Yeah, Roger. Who is the first... Uh, player to pinch hit a home run in the World Series. Chuck Asesian. Dusty right? Rhodes. Uh, Dusty Rhodes? Dusty Chuck Rhodes. Chuck Asesian? Yeah. Dodgers? Before Dusty Rhodes in 1947. Is uh, for the Giants, right? Wasn't born. Wasn't born. Yeah. No, 47 was the Yankees and Dodgers. So it wasn't Dusty Rhodes. It was, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Not the wrestler. No. <laughs> He's dead. 47? They're both dead. 
You hit it off Friday Friday night. Night of all things. You remember Chuck Cassisian? Anybody? Yeah. Else? Yeah. 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 What's the answer, Roger? Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Said Yogi. Really? Ralph Franco. Game three, 1947 series. All right, we're going to end this this way with my question, then we'll say goodbye. The all-time leaders in home runs at each position, like, for instance, first base. What first baseman has the most all-time home runs? Lou Gehrig. No, Rafael Romero. Jim Tomey. Jim, Jim Tomey. Pool holds. Pool holds. Oh, Jim Tomey, maybe. No, Jim Tomey played third base a lot. Yeah, yeah but he played yeah, yeah, his career at first. But my answer here is Mark McGuire. Oh. How about second base? Jeff Alomar. Jeff, Jeff Jordan is correct. Maybe he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't think he definitely so. should. Ha- oh. Shortstop is Cal Ripken Jr. Mm-hmm. My mistake for saying that. Third base. Mike, Mike Schmidt. Schmidt. Mike, Mike Schmidt. Mikey Schmidt is correct. Left field. Chad Williams. Bonds. Barry Bonds. Got to give it to Bonds. Bonds. Center field. Mays. William Mays. Right field. You won't like Babe the answer, Bruce. but he has the Babe most. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. No. no. Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. No. no. Because I use the uh, Not Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa is correct. Really? And catcher? Piazza. Piazza. And then designated hitter. This guy has more as a designated hitter than anybody. Martinez? Martinez. No. Nelson Cruz? No. Hall of Famer. Oh, Big Poppy? Big Poppy is correct. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure talking sports with you for the last hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Have a great week. Oh, by the way, why I have some of you on there, the week of Thanksgiving, we don't do a show on Thursday, the 23rd. We will move the On the Mark. It'll be show number 186 on Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) Sounds good. Tuesday at 21st, a couple weeks from now. We'll Sounds like a plan. Guys, take care. Yeah. Have a great time. Thanks you too, Have a good week, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks, everybody. Good, good job, everyone.